just sitting here waiting for inspiration. <laughs> As I had <clears throat> mentioned, sorry, I've got a little cold in my throat. That, as I had mentioned when we first, before meditation, Alistair and I were gone for most of August, and in part, we had visited friends in off a little island in uh, Spain. So we had the invitation to meet up with them. They have a little villa right on the Mediterranean. It was quite hot, about 98, pretty, pretty steady 98, about 70 in the evening. They had a pool and a dock that went right into the sea, Mediterranean Sea. So when we were hot, which we would get every day, we'd just jump either in the pool or the sea. And it immediately cools down the body and it's very refreshing. You know, and it's a, a real physical and very, very obvious sense of relief, which is quite pleasant. Body relaxes, the mind calms down, and you know you can return to that at any time. And I'm just thinking of this because when we returned, I got news that a very good friend of mine, um, and a uh, lay minister this of uh, the Bayagiri, so I went through training with her, um, is in the process of dying. She lives down in California, so she's graced with the good fortune of having Lung Corpasno and Debbie Stamp visiting, and well, you don't know Dennis, but a couple other people uh, of the Calm group, community of Abayagiri lay ministers, um, meeting with her regularly. And, uh, and, and the news was, you know, when I first got the news, it was you know, troubling. It was, I felt very sad and, and uh, I felt like, oh, I'm really going to miss her. Um, she was, we did a lot of the one-on-one -on -one training together, she and I partnered up quite a bit over the years that we were in training. And, um, and she, what I recall of her is she had, very, she had a great, great sense of humor, very dry. She was quite a grumpy person. Her name's Medica, uh, given to her by Ajahn Amaro, I believe. And Medica meaning one of uh, loving kindness, and what, <clears throat> which was her job, <laughs> which is the work for her to do, because she was a very, very grumpy person. Uh, but she did have an incredibly good sense of humor. And, and she accepted uh, that challenge uh, very well, accepted that this is something that I am determined to work on. And I found her to be, for myself, she was a, you know, whenever I looked into her eyes, I felt 
kindness and and safety which is really what what meta is all about and that is a real gift that she leaves behind in my heart so in practicing with this um, i got to really bring these two experiences together and the, the physical sensation of relief and the emotional sensation of relief came together for me because of the timing of of, of the uh, trip that we had in Spain and the amount of heat and the amount of relief that we were easily able to um, partake in. So it's a physical part. And then coming back and hearing Medica is, is dying. And so there's the emotional. So yesterday, we had, I had a about a two-hour meeting with the lay ministers we meet on Zoom because we're all over the uh, North America, all over North America anyway. Um, so we, we meet every two months and chat, and it was all about, you know, Medica, and we were talking about it. So we decided that what, one of the things we do is write to Medica. Um, and Dennis, who is one of the calm members, lives just down the street from where she's dying, and um, he will take these little messages to her. And so um, after getting offline, I wrote a little bit to her, and, and this is where the physical sensation of relief and the emotional came together for me. When I first sat down to write, I thought, oh, I'm just going to miss her terribly. And then as I'm writing, and it's only, it's very short because she's actually just in the, just beginning, she, she's just a day or two away from going into a coma. She stopped dialysis. And when you stop dialysis, you've got about four to seven days before you slip into a coma. It's actually quite a peaceful, lovely way to die. So she stopped the dialysis. And um, so they know that any time now she's going to slip into a coma. So make it short, <laughs> sweet. So, so I sat down to write and I thought about what I love about her, what I have loved and still love about her. When she comes to my mind, I see her eyes. You see her eyes looking at me, and I can feel in my heart kindness. I can feel total acceptance of who I am. And over the years of training, we had ample opportunities of frustrating each other and, you know, our own stuff to work on, um, of which we did. Um, but that never got in the way even when we had little challenges with each other, that never got in the way of what I saw in her eyes. And so as I sat down to write, this is the picture that came up into my mind was her eyes and the kindness and the total acceptance I felt whenever we engaged eye to eye. 
And this is a gift that she leaves behind with me. So as her body passes, I still have this. And I noticed when I bring an image, when an image of Medica comes up, so I bring her to mine, an image comes up, it opens my heart and I feel joy. My body relaxes, I feel refreshed. Just like jumping into a pool when I'm really hot, my body relaxes and I feel refreshed and I feel joy. So Medica's dying, if I think about that, I'm going to miss her, which makes me feel sad. And now I'm not wanting her to die. And, and, and I'm cycling into, you know, I'm getting, I'm wanting to hold on to something that I know I'm about to lose. Or what I could do is pay attention to what comes up, what image actually comes up into the mind. And if that image doesn't come up, I can intentionally bring it up. Remember this. I see your eyes. My heart opens up. I'm totally, I feel totally accepted. This brings joy. My body's relaxing. I feel happy. And this is what mindfulness can do for us. We can tune our mind like a, like a tuning pitch. You know, you can pay attention to the feeling of coolness, you know, and allow that, allow our attention to go, go toward what cools, what brings our body and mind into harmony and balance to the point where we feel a coolness in our heart. It's a very, very different feeling than getting wound up in the mind and clinging on to a fear or clinging on to a desire. I want it to be otherwise. I don't want it to be like this. I'm really going to miss it when I don't have that. So way to suffering. And it feels very different than, oh, you know, physically, all we have to do is jump into the water when it's really hot and we get refreshed. Emotionally, all we have to do is tune our mind into what's beautiful, what's, what's a positive here. Notice what that does in the heart. It opens the heart and it refreshes, literally refreshes the body calms us down, it cools the heart. So when I wrote, I was writing, you know, all, all of what I just said about Medica, I basically wrote in a couple of sentences. I just, so I started to follow this feeling. Oh, I'm gonna sit down and I'm going to write uh, something to Medica. What am I going to say? And immediately just, Oh, when I think, sit down to think of you, Medica, this is what comes to mind. I see your eyes. I feel the kindness and the total acceptance, and that brings joy to my heart. And I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for our friendship. 
And then I realized I am not, and I told her this, I wrote just a little bit more. And then I told her, I am, I am not going to miss you as you pass from this body because of what you leave behind in my heart. It's a beautiful gift. I am deeply grateful for the time we've had together. And then I said, and I said, goodbye. And I hope your journey is calm and peaceful. And I love you. And that was it. I was totally not what I was thinking I was going to, but it's if we stay in our heads, we don't connect with we don't balance just with our heads where, you know, it's like watching people walk kind of like this down the street, you know, your head is ahead of your body. I do that a lot. My head's ahead of my body, but this is a really um, fortunate. I felt uh, the timing of the experience I just had because going to Spain was it was so different than the atmosphere was different the what we the environment was different the people we were with we hadn't been with for 19 years though written back and forth over the years um and alistair is the uh, godfather of one of the of the middle child who are the children are adults now and, so it was a very different, extraordinarily friendly, really beautiful experience. And that day in, day out feeling of easy access to bodily relief. And then coming home, the emotional uh, challenge that I'm confronted with, and then wanting to and then write into medica and the picture coming to mind and then remembering what it feels like to cool the body the physical sensations of that and seeing that same experience seeing that same the same kind of steps happening in my emotional journey with the news of a friend who is passing away you know jump into the waters <laughs> Well, what are the waters? <laughs> what are the emotional waters for myself? You know, there's some it's something that cools. Well, what cools? The beauty of what is, the beauty of the relationship. This cools the heart. And there's no um space for missing. I will still, I believe. Uh, I may find as Medica passes that this will be different, but I believe I'll still be sad when she goes. But it won't, it won't linger. It'll come up from time to time because I won't have new experiences with her. So I believe that there'll be sadness, but I won't want her to still be present. You know, and if I don't have that want, I don't need it to be different than it is. It's just sad. If I don't need it to be different and I still have this gift that I can bring up at any time just by bringing up her image, jumping into the pool and it cools my heart, jumping in the pool of her kindness, of our 
past history, the, the beauty of our friendship. This is what I can jump into. But bringing that up, I don't, I won't miss her because I won't want it otherwise. I believe that anyway. We'll see what happens. I'll, I'll find out probably within the week. But I, I'm struck by this because I've not, I'm, I've not been able to talk about somebody passing without getting a little overwhelmed with emotions before. So even as I'm doing this now, I'm like, yeah. And that's what tells me I won't miss her because missing her is wanting it to be different. But I appreciate, uh, I appreciate her. And I can feel that more deeply, you know, the, Trying to use my trying to focus and trying to use my words wisely here um, by dwelling on my own desire for it to be otherwise keep, keeps my mind focused on uh, what I don't want to be true, which means I'm not present for what is true. And what is true is that Medica is in my heart and I can bring her to mind at any time and feel coolness in my heart. That's what's true. And I don't have access to that if I'm spending time feeling sorry for myself because I've lost a dear friend. I'm, I'm not losing a friend. <laughs> She's still here. Yeah. She's, that experience is present. That's a gift that, that, that's an exchange that I can find relief in when I begin to feel sad. I can bring this up. It's like jumping in the pool. It cools my heart, settles my mind, and then I can be present for the beauty of this gift. I'm not sure how much sense that made to you guys, <laughs> but um, I feel very, very fortunate and very, very happy to have, not only to have had this friendship and to be able to carry this friendship as long as I live, but to have had contact and continuous contact with the teachings that allows me to see in this way and to grow in this way. The benefits are just phenomenal. They keep blowing my mind, which is a good thing because my mind tends to be <laughs> a little undisciplined at times. <laughs> so um, you probably, you may all know that Lung Propasana will be here in two weeks. Uh, so we have the PABA coming up and Jessica can talk about that in, in the announcements. Uh, but I just wanted to uh, say that he will be coming to teach here on Friday night. Uh, the, um, 
16th, I believe it is. And then there's the Papa at the 17th and 18th. And, and it is Lung Corpasano um, who has been my main teacher over all these years. It's 23 years or so. Um, and so I have enormous gratitude to him for our connection with, uh, with him and really want to encourage people to come on the Friday night. If you can make it physically, uh, for those on the, on Zoom <laughs> too, uh, the announcement will be made shortly, but we no longer, masks are, are no longer mandatory, so. You're welcome to come and not wear a mask, know that. Uh, we'll reserve the back seats um, for people who are more comfortable with masks. Well, the windows will be open, uh, but we'll, we'll have seats spread out a bit in the back, maybe one or two rows, so you can feel comfortable if you wanna wear a mask and, uh, you know, please do. But otherwise, we're going to just have regular seating. And I just really want to encourage people to be here because the benefits of what he has been able to teach me when I entered this practice was an incredibly stubborn uh, person and tons of views and opinions and, and, uh, he has just really shown me uh, the way out of a great deal of the suffering. And, and I would hope that you would take the opportunity to come and listen and apply what he, he says. And you'll also have we'll, have, we'll start with tea. So that's a period where you can just, it's a casual time and you can ask him any questions you want about your practice. It's also a period, the tea time is a period of, you know, he's, he's going to pick up what he's going to talk about for his Dhamma talk from the tea time. What is it that people are working with? What comes up? So that's a really great opportunity to, to come and put your questions forth. So with that, I'll go ahead and wrap it up and um, first ask Jessica if she would like to share any words and then we'll open it up to the group jessica would you like to share any words <laughs> i just i uh, really appreciated your reflection <clears throat> applying it in a lot of spaces in my mind right now um but the one that comes up for me to share is just that it reminds me of the, the power of metta, of the power of practice of metta, of the power of practice of loving kindness. And how when we and I practice loving kindness actively, bring people into my heart, into my mind, 
um, spread it to all beings. It really does create that feeling, that sense of equanimity toward the people around me. And so uh, then when they're happy, you know, especially people that I've really applied this to, when they're happy, I'm happy. And when they're sad or upset, I'm compassionate. And, you know, when they're sick or in cases dying, you know, again, compassionate. And uh, <clears throat> it's like that foundation, metta, this foundation of metta is is the uh, is the training is the pre work <laughs> for these shocks yeah. like a birth aging illness and death. <laughs> so shocked by these things that we know are coming. Uh, you know, and that's how I feel about this this practice as well. Is it's it's all this building of the foundation that then carries us through these big losses or changes. <clears throat>